All right, well, welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brad. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Nets Daily Almighty Baller. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. We want them. We need them. We have to have them, Brian. Yo, the Nets are back. <laughs> <laughs> have you been? Um, you've been away. I've been away. We've been away. We've been away. We we decided to take off the starter free agency. Always a smart move for a podcast that tries to stay on top of it. Yeah, man. Um, I was. I mean, I got the I got the LeBron news, and I just shot off to North Carolina. I had to <laughs> I had to clean out my headspace. You know, even though we were actually doing this right now, the one thing that because I I listen to a lot of like the low post, uh, a lot of those like NBA writer podcasts. Um, all of them now discuss when to go on vacation. That is like, mm. that is a, a topic du jour at this time of the year because they've been burned so many times before. You know what? Frankly, I don't care when they go on Here's vacation. Here's what we have that they don't have. We have the glue army, okay? And rain, hail, sleet, snow. Is that what it is? Yeah. Rain, hail, sleet. That's yeah. exactly it. <laughs> They're going to be tuning into the glue guys no matter what. It's like... You know, we could have a gun on Fifth Avenue and be shooting people. Who or said wait, that before? That... <laughs> but yeah, so we don't have to, you know, we don't have to plan like that. We're not, you know, we're not transient. We don't have transient fan bases like Zach Lowe does, okay? We've got committed Nets fans. It's different. Um, so committed. Committed like Joe Harris is to the future of the Nets, Brian. Um, yeah, man. So we are still waiting. So why kind of part of why we waited so long to do a pod, I think, was because we were waiting for a Jeremy Lin trade to happen. We're thinking that could happen. Um, it hasn't happened yet. We're still waiting with a bated breath. Uh, we were also waiting on a Dwight buyout, the Dwight out uh, information, which we now <laughs> finally have. <laughs> I know that doesn't, doesn't exactly flow. But yeah, so we're here. It is Sunday night. So if anything happens late breaking on Sunday night, um, I apologize. We'll try to get up a pot immediately. But Brian, a couple yep. of things did happen while we were away. Um, Ed Davis and Joe Harris, uh, two signings. One's a re-signing. One is a signing. Uh, one fills a huge need. One keeps the culture intact. Brian, mm. what were you thinking? What are you feeling about those Delios, bro? I'm just looking at the Neil Olshe quotes. Olshe doesn't matter. Olshe. He's a loser. He a is loser. a loser, dude. I, he's a little—he's a little too buttoned up for my taste. I'll be honest with you. Um, but anyways, he kind of took a little little dump ski on, on your boy Ed Davis on the way out the door. Not really, but basically what he said was what's, what's the quote? It was from um, here's here's what he said. So obviously he was getting pounded by Trailblazers fans on social media and elsewhere in life on the streets of Portland. Um, and his response was as productive as Ed was, there was certainly limitations in terms of what it exposed us to defensively by an elite <laughs> defensive team like new Orleans. Wow. Um, and I don't know, are people, is that a meme I, that I was not aware of that new Orleans is an elite defensive team? Is it? It hadn't crossed my mind at all. I mean, I think they were better when cousins got out. I think who knows? Yeah. Um, because Anthony Davis yeah. would be an amazing five, is an amazing five. But, like... Not well, in the post-Dante Cunningham era. You know, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> um, I mean, so that quote... Okay, so you said a quote. Wait, no, it right? goes on, it goes on. Here's, yeah. here's the real dump. Here's the real dump. We think their skill sets translate more to what we need coming off the bench in the NBA today, he said. So, that, which is, like, basically saying Ed Davis's game is prehistoric, dog. Yeah, you... But- 
Okay. Yeah. Were those quotes before or after he re-signed Yusuf Nurkic? I mean, that's what's crazy about this. I mean, regardless, he was in the process of or had re-signed Yusuf Nurkic. And Nurkic is less of a, like, fit into today's NBA center than Ed Davis is. Um, um, I mean, and guess I, if he just means to say that, like, scoring points is, is a modern phenomenon, <laughs> um, <laughs> then, then sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, did, did you think, I mean, he got, uh, they got hammered for, uh, letting, letting Ed go. Um, and then he made sure to give himself a little credit for this. He says, I counseled him to take that job. Um, if you asked Ed today, the counsel was pretty good. Well, okay. Um, I will defend. Weird, a weird thing to say. I don't know. I will defend Neil O'Shea or Oshi about that is that like, if you do look at the contracts that are being handed out, like everyone's just taking a minimum. Every like every guy is just getting a minimum salary, basically. Uh, Nerlens Noel got a minimum salary with the Thunder, and to be honest, would I rather have Nerlens Noel for two year deal player option at the end as a minimum than Ed Davis? Maybe Ed Davis is better, but Nerlens apparently Nerlens is a sick pup. I mean, there's something wrong with the guy or something. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I'm hearing. But I'm such a. I mean, like I'm an absolute sucker for Nerlens Noel. I like. I'm confident that. There's eventually going to be something there for him. No, I mean like, Ed. So, and we, we you know, we, we mentioned this before, but like, Damian Lillard tweeted that his heart was broken when Ed Davis got signed. CJ McCollum said something like, "We lost a real one uh, when Ed Davis got signed." Ed Davis, like, oh my God, Brian, it was. It's been a glorious week of reading how Ed Davis is basically, you know, Barack Obama 2.0 as a human <laughs> it's like he because you read it and he's like veteran presence um knows his role exactly I remember last season when we were talking about like why we like cunningham so much was that like he just remember he knows what he's meant to do on the court ed davis is that he is damari carroll but as a post player as in he knows exactly what he's going to do he's going to stick to his little segment of the court and he's going to do that with like extreme effort you know never waver outside of that and that i don't i mean four million dollars for that for a year is perfectly valuable and awesome and if the nets are good he's going to be a valuable contributor and if they're not that good he can probably be flipped for a second round pick so you're basically paying four million dollars for a guy who you may trade for a second round pick and a second round pick costs about four million dollars that's what it's been going for the going rate so it's like there's no way this this signing is going to lose. I mean, it's just one year. Um, I want to point everyone in the direction of Nick Latourneau's um, really excellent compilation of Twitter moments uh, about Ed Davis's, you know, random good things that he does that you really wouldn't pay attention to otherwise. Um, it's great, great little read. Great little read. Go, go Google that, everybody. Well, it's interesting because. Like, obviously, there's, like, so much youth on the Nets, but, like, they, depending on if Jeremy Lin gets traded or not, Damari Carroll, if he gets traded or not, like, the Nets could roll out, like, the old crusty lineup of Jeremy Lin. I guess Alan Crabb would maybe be an old crusty lineup guy, but he's only 25. Um, Joe Harris is only 26, but he could be old crusty. But Damari, Ed Davis, they're probably going to get one more guy, you think, maybe. Um <laughs> They could have like an old crusty lineup just to throw out there to like harass another team and then go back to young youthful exuberance in uh, D'Angelo. I'm like I was this is so this is what I love about this signing more than almost anything else. So 
and we've gone over this before that like there's the process that the Sixers went through where they didn't sign anyone and they only were bad and they tanked and they tanked and they tanked partly because they had first round picks and the Nets don't. But what the Nets are doing, they're doing um, sort of more what Boston did before them, which is we're we may be bad, but we're also going to take advantage of any possible deal that's out there. And Ed Davis doesn't make sense for this team, except for the fact that like he just makes them better. And he's a good guy to have on the team, and he has value out there for the rest of the league probably when we come around to trade deadline if they need to flip him. It's just it's just like mm-hmm. a very smart move by Marks, of course. What else? We're going we're gonna to praise him endlessly, Brian. We're gonna well, praise you are. Him. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I was all in. And also, it's like I do what you do now, which is like read the comment threads of the opposing team, mm-hmm. the team that you stole the guy from. Yeah, yeah. And it was unanimous. People were furious furious yeah, brian the the real trick is um like i like to do both the sb nation version and then also the reddit because the reddit tends to be a lot more like racy slightly more toxic <laughs> over there because <laughs> i have a sneaking suspicion that like reddit is sort of like you know in the the world there's all these little like collectives like websites where people go to you know follow their interests and they're like there's like the sb nation version of it and like that could be for everything but then like if you're a hot-headed you know, bombastic personality, you're going to get banned from time to time. And then like Reddit is there to receive you with open arms. <laughs> so all of those, all of those people congregate over there and, and it becomes um, like a much funnier sort of more negative place. <laughs> and there's like higher um, spikes of creativity. I mean, as right, threads are great, but then there's also like just the insane idea that can pop up on Reddit that you're like, you know what? Not safe for SB Nation. But adorable, yeah, and we love it. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so checking all of that out, it seemed like I don't think I saw a single person who thought that this was positive from the Trailblazers' perspective. Everyone seemed to unanimous, unanimously love Ed Davis. Um, so there's that. I don't know, for better or worse. Um, so then there's like then we get the the Joe Harris signing, which is sort of so there's some like two sides here, right? Is that he signed him for two years for what eight million a year? Um, so the concern is he is he cutting into the salary cap space into 2019, which Brian, trust me, I'm going to be following pretty closely. I don't know if you are. I know, I know you've become a bit of a capologist these days. <laughs> um, <laughs> got to be when you have got a podcast about the Nets. It's the only thing we got. I mean, this is I'm I'm I think we're going to start something during the season, which is basically like Max Free Agent Watch, which is I'm just going to look at every like Kyrie, Jimmy Butler. Kevin Durant's who, what they like on Instagram and how it relates to the Nets. That's Can I briefly derail you and please uh, talk about like why all of these like next years like we're not even you know there was a thing on the ringer about like you know we're past this year's free agency now we're talking about next year's because of like the Kyrie Irving to the Knicks uh, rumors. Why is why are the Knicks name coming up in any free agent talks for next year? Why is this happening? It's only I with can't. Kyrie, right? I thought it was like there was a um, God. Who was it? It wasn't Jimmy Butler. There was just somebody else whose name was being thrown around for for the Knicks as well. I'll think of it. Um, but anyways, it seems to be coming up. Why the Knicks are suddenly like the, the, a team that's talked about as having cap space, or like you no, know, in general, like why, like what, what? I guess is there any connection that Kyrie Irving has to the New York Knicks that I'm not aware of outside of only, just being from New Jersey? Only the reports that he wants to get to one of the New York teams. And the Knicks are one of the New York teams. And that's it. 
And I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to sound butthurt. It's a real question. Like, why? <laughs> why us? And not, why them and not us? It's not I'm not trying. It's just I'm, I'm as academically as we could possibly be about this. What's happening here? Well, I'm like this is something we need to address down the road. But I kind of wonder if the Nets are going to make this big play for uh, Max free agents. Like, then how does D'Angelo Russell fit into that equation? Because I'm a D'Lo fan, you're a D'Lo fan, but if you're going to get a guy like Kyrie, then you don't necessarily want a D'Angelo Russell. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, not saying they can't coexist, but just it's like a whole thing. But, like, that's way down the road. I mean, I can't even. I mean, I talk about it every pod. I'm going to. That's all I'm going to Give me the Kyrie to Knicks connection. Is it just MSG people putting that out there? Is that just, what this is? Just New York. Just yeah. being from the New York area. That that's, This is just James Dolan's empire of lies right tell yeah. me that that's yeah. Yeah. that's all it is he wants to be on the nets that's his only desire in life he only played basketball so he could be a net he will be a net um and it will be with kevin durant and i guarantee it and i'm saying this on this pod i'm guaranteeing this i'm not even joking that Kyrie and kevin durant will be nets in 2019 <laughs> so help me god you and i will joking. walk across that's, that's the brooklyn bridge fully clothed i will i will walk across it fully clothed i promise what does that mean you know, like sports talk people will make the bet like I'll eat poop if the Cleveland yeah. Browns win a football game or something or, right. you know, so you're giving a pretty I'm a gonna, low bar. Do you think it's. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's definitely going to happen. Um, right. Uh, so wait. What Sorry, I derailed about? you. No, it's fine. Joe Harris. Give me your no. feelings. You know, two years, 16 million overall, eight million a year. I, you know, so like, again, the concern is that does that cut into the cap space that Kyrie and Kevin Durant and others could be using? Sure. Uh, I, I am like all in on that type of signing just because I think you need to reward the dudes that, you know, have fostered in your system. You can't just be developing guys and letting them walk out the door. Well, two, two big names that are going to expire for this year is Damari Carroll and Jeremy Lin. I don't know what you do with those expirings. If they even make it to the end of the season on our team, which you can make in a bunch of arguments that says they probably shouldn't, um, you know, that's a, a hot, that's a, that's a max contract basically coming off the books. Right. Um, individually. Um, so yeah, anyways, I, the Joe Harris signing makes me feel good. I feel very warm and fuzzy about having him on the team. <laughs> seems, seems like a, like a pretty friendly deal for both sides. Um, so like, it it uh i don't know it contributes to the warm fuzzies that i i want to have with regards to watching my basketball team um i'm not overly concerned about it cutting into any kind of like enormous like you know play because the thing with joe harris is that he's actually valuable to people and that's a pretty reasonable contract so in any instance where you would need to quickly make some room um that's the kind of contract you could presumably flip pretty quickly and it would, um, it would be an 8 8 million expiring um, but like even beyond that, like I don't. The only reason why you would flip it is if you had to make the room. Like Joe Harris right, exactly. is the guy you want if you end up signing two stars. Like he totally. Not that they made the signing because they're thinking like we're going to get KD and Kyrie, and he's a guy that's going to fit. But like there, he is the classic like play next to LeBron, Kyle Korver, just shoot threes, maybe penetrate a little bit, but like mostly you're here to shoot threes. Um, yeah. And and again, so this sort of talks back to like what Marx is doing, which is you can't just be trading everyone and dumping people and letting them leave uh, that you're developing. 
Um, now we'll see if that holds with like Jeremy Lin, and we'll we'll like because they're already kind of he's he's so he's spoken recently. Sean Marks has he was speaking at the Vegas Summer League, which has been a massive disappointment. Can I get can I be negative for a second, Brian? Please. Oh, well, pivot. Wow. Okay. Quick pivot. This, this always happens with a Sean Marks led team. I don't know what it is, but. We all get excited for Summer League. We all, like, whoever they drafted, Jared Allen, whatever. We know that Carousel Vert's playing. Uh, so this year it's like Jared Allen's going to play. Carousel Vert's going to play. Maybe Musa. Maybe Rodion's, Kirk's. And what happens is the two Europeans buyouts aren't through, so they aren't playing. Jared Allen isn't playing because he's sort of sore. Carousel Vert's not playing because he's sort of sore. So then what we get is we get Theo Pinson and a bunch of guys that I don't care about. And, you know, uh, that's fine. Like, I can try to uh, derive joy from Watanabe, I think is how you say his name. I mean, I I love what I'm seeing from him. Um, But Dawson is intriguing, sure. Uh, Don't don't really – I think Sean Dawson's first name, last name. But we were sold – Two Europeans and two starters slash sixth men on the Nets in Summer League. And what we're getting <laughs> is barely the Long Island Nets, Brian. Mm. I was I was jazzed up. I was sitting, uh, you know, I was on vacation like you were. I'm sitting in the, you know, at a lake house in upstate New York. Wi-Fi is spotty, but I sat as close as I could to the Wi-Fi to then hopefully watch what would be that team. And it ends up being... Theo Pinson and the, you know, whatever. The Vegas whatevers. The Vegas Nets. Um, totally disappointing. I don't know if you, had, if you were even plugged in at all to the, the Las Vegas Nets scene. But that, I mean, it's, I don't know. I was just kind of... I'm going to go back and catch up. I'm going to go back and catch up. Right now I'm looking at unrestricted free agents in 2019 and just saw it's your boy Marshawn Brooks, who I didn't even realize was back in the league. What? He, um, was, on, he, was, he was on a team this year? He was on, apparently he's got a contract with Memphis. Um, oh, that's right. For I don't if it's if he played last year, I did not see it or know about it. But apparently, that's going on now. Um, so shout out to poor one out for your boy Marshawn Brooks back in the leg. It's so it's pretty brutal to go past through like and also like I was looking through past uh, summer league all stars type deals and just the names that you cycle through that you remember as being impactful and then you <laughs> never hear from them again. It's just yeah. like it's a brutal list of like guys who probably thought that they had made it and were going to make it and didn't. Dude, the I mean the the G League summer league phenomenon still to this day like blows my mind. It's it's how how Toko Shingalia ravaged the the G League <laughs> the way that he did and could not translate that in any meaningful way into an NBA career blows my mind a little bit. Well, he, like, was, he was just he was a walking triple double out there. Well, like Marco Bellinelli was a is is a good player and fine player, but like I think I saw some like NBA.com or NBA's Twitter account tweeted something like on this day Marco Bellinelli scored thirty five points in his summer league debut, and it's like that he is that's it that was his career. Like I mean, he was good. He's yeah. good in the NBA, but like he's never reached those heights. Um, so and uh, that's also maybe partly why I shouldn't care as much that. Jared Allen isn't playing or but I'm like excited I mean I want to see Musa pretty badly like I've watched enough of his Adriatic League highlights I just want like a little like him against NBA players him against you know NBA athletes like give me a little bit of that 
I I mean I know it's a buyout issue, so whatever. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, quick thing I just want to say about Joe Harris beyond you know before we move on to a couple of other issues. Um, it will be interesting to see his minutes distribution with my boy Alan Crab. Uh, just wondering if his commitment with Alan Crab's commitment, uh, they're on the team together for the next two years. Uh, Alan Crab should be a better player. Of course, I get it. I'm fine with that. I ultimately think if Joe Harris actually keeps progressing, because Joe Harris has shown a little more to his game than Alan Crab, um, Alan Crab could be taken over by my boy Joe Harris, but that's all I have to say about that. Um, one thing we need to talk about is how about the fact that just when you thought you were not going to have to watch Dwight Howard this season, you did he not came th- for your whiz. Um, he's, he's, <laughs> so I kind of love that deal for for my whiz odds. Uh, yeah. But like, you know, because like I'm I'm an idiot, and I think for some reason a team that has a terrible locker room that Dwight Howard will make it better. Yeah. Uh, also, like in my head, that Dwight Howard is a pick and roll player when he's not a pick and roll player; he's a post player. Not a big deal. But um. <laughs> So, so that, so like the Nets news that we were waiting on was, of course, like what's his buyout going to be? The hope was eight million that he would give up. He only gave up like five million or four million. Um, so the Nets have what ten million in space? Do you want to like? Is there any guy out there that you're looking at and saying like, could the Nets sign this guy for ten million or less? You know, to sort of uh, to capitalize on actually having cap space when no one else does. Is there anyone that you've been sniffing around? Um, wait, sorry, for this, the remainder of this offseason? Yeah, because a lot of people want, like, the Jabari Parker. People think, especially because Ilya Sova has re-signed, or not re-signed, but, well, this is his third time with the Bucks, And the Bucks signed Brooke Lopez, which we'll talk about in a second, but, like, people want Jabari Parker. Um, you know how I kind of feel about Jabari Parker. I like him a lot, but um, is there yeah, anyone I mean, out there that the, you've, like, sniffed You're asking around? me, like, do we have a shot at Carmelo Anthony? That's what you're asking me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. Come on. I want that um, so badly. So what's sad is that, like, there isn't anyone that I have in mind. Um, I don't know. There's no, like – so for me, I'm just, like, trolling for uh, high upside dudes. Um, and I can't – I don't know. Is there still anybody out there in your mind that's just, like – high upside low market value right now like that that kind of fits the bill i haven't really seen one well my thing is that like okay so jabari parker is the highest upside guy right that's sort of he's a restricted free agent um it looks like he's 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 gone he's gone with the hornets jabari signed with the hornets um i believe so uh maybe you're right maybe you're right let me see let me see let me see i'm googling this is me googling um, <laughs> no, is... I, I don't think so. Really? Tony Parker. Tony Parker signed with the Hornets. Um, I saw that, but wait, I thought there was a Jabari Parker to the Hornets thing too. What Jabari Parker did do is I'm reading via ClutchPoints.com is that he unfollowed Giannis Giannis on Instagram and blocked the fan page on Instagram. Which is a, a, a startling sign, but I don't think he he signed with the Hornets. You're right. Why did I? I don't know. Don't worry about it. I don't know. I've been I've been spending too much time on Reddit. That's that's my problem. Well, sort of what like 
Okay, so just looking at like a list of I'm I'm up on Yahoo, whatever. I'm on on Yahoo Sports looking at the list of the best remaining free agents. Click Capella is number one, obviously. The Nets, even if they offered him the rest of their cap space, well, he wouldn't take the deal. Clint Capella, he wouldn't take ten million dollars a year. Like, but the other guys on the list that are interesting are Marcus Smart, Isaiah Thomas, Rodney Hood, uh, Montrez Harrell. Uh, one, you don't want Marcus Smart or Isaiah Thomas. You already have a glut of guards. You don't need them more. Um, the two guys I'd be interested in beyond Jabari are Rodney Hood. I'd be interested in sniffing around. Stop. Oh, not Rodney Hood. Please, no. It Give me... I don't know what his qualifying offer is. I'm, I'm sure it's like $6 million, and the Cavs will probably just take him back for $6 million because why not? But if like the Nets could get him for $6 million, I'd be slightly interested. This is a guy who was who is 25 years old and scored 14 points a game last year, and he could play some four for you, even though he's not like great at the four. And then Montrose Harrell, obviously everyone wants. Um, I don't know about like him and Jared Allen together. That's a little iffy, but I love him, but I also don't think the Clippers are just going to like let him walk for a cheap amount of money. Um, you know what's funny? So I think I'm reading the same thing you're now on the Bleacher Report thing, and that's the top 25 best free agents left. Yeah. And Wayne Ellington's number five. What the fuck? Dude, <laughs> what? you remember that? Dude, Wayne Ellington is – how is he – This how how could he be above Luke Mbamute or or even Rodney Hood or much or This is what's – no. Okay, this is what's funny. So, like, people are roasting the Lakers for signing Lance – and Rondo, I mean, JaVale McGee's a little bit separate from this argument, but that, like, the the story came out from ESPN that LeBron and Magic talked about signing these guys because they're playmakers, and LeBron doesn't want to be surrounded by shooters. He wants to be surrounded by playmakers so he doesn't have to do as much. Um, so, and that's, like, it's silly for them to, to sign Lance, even though you know I love Lance Stevenson, and it... Rondo's fine, but like it's weird to have Rondo and Lonzo Ball on the same team, unless if they know that they're going to trade Lonzo for something else. Um, but like the the curryization of the NBA is why Wayne Ellington is the fifth overall remaining free agent. He does nothing else. He does nothing but shoot threes, and he's really good at it. But he does nothing for you. Like Alan Crabb is much more to his game than Wayne Ellington, and Wayne and mostly Alan Crabb is a three point shooter. Like. I'd rather have Bamute way more than Wayne Ellington. I just know for a fact that he impacts a game on many different levels than Wayne Ellington does. Wayne Ellington hits threes. Mazel tough. I'd rather um, have a guy that does a little bit more for you that maybe can't shoot threes. But There's been a few rumors about um, James Ennis the third. Yeah. I can't tell you I have an opinion about him. Um, I'm not going to pretend to have an opinion either, but... That's a guy that seems to be the, you know, the Nets are tracking him one way or another, for better or worse. Well, like, sort of what's, like, sitting all over all of this is the Jeremy Lin, is he going to be traded, is he not going to be traded? Sean Marks was asked about that in Vegas. He said, well, this is the team we have, essentially. Jeremy Lin is on this team. Something sort of along those lines. Um, We know that they have too many guards. The other guy you could trade is Spencer Dinwiddie, of course. But, like, we haven't even seen Diddy's name out there at all, but you have seen Jeremy Lin. I'm thinking at this point 
that whatever now this is probably going to come back to bite me whatever Jeremy Lin trade may have been out there at one point doesn't exist anymore <laughs> it seems to have uh, dissipated a bit doesn't it like why would it just think about it this way okay not that Isaiah Thomas played basketball last year while he was diminished he played basketball last year and he's available to be had Jeremy Lin's making like 12 million dollars a year yeah. You, you could have seemingly you could have Isaiah Thomas for eight million dollars a year. Isaiah yeah. is much worse defensively, but his ceiling as an offensive player is higher. Right. Like, there's no question. Well, you knew he was in trouble once the Nets PR started to be. Sorry, is my mic not loud? No, um, you're good. The Nets PR started to be like pivot to great pro- great progress. He's making a lot of progress. <laughs> once, once those articles started to make their way out, I was like, all right. Uh-oh. And, and like, we're seeing him. He's still around the team a lot. And the thing is, if there was a trade that would be lurking, um, he like, his agent would know, right? Like The good the good news is that Mike likes Jeremy Lin again. So this is all good news. Yeah. I'm I'm in on Jeremy Lin. I actually don't. Like, what? what? It's blowing my mind. No, no. <laughs> I'm not stressed out by. Dude, I'm trying to get listeners. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not stressed out by the glut of guards. Just not. I don't okay, fine. They have one power forward and his name is Rondellis Jefferson. Um, you know, Quincy AC could be back on the team. I think there's some news that he was it's like his cap hold is still out there or something, as meaning that like he could be back on the team. Ed Davis could play the four for you, but if you're playing Ed Davis at the four, you have no backup five. But like regardless, I don't know, like I, Okay, so the biggest trade out there for Jeremy Lin that we know of would be Dragon Bender. I've seen Dragon Bender play. There's some tweets about him because he's playing in Summer League. The dude can't do anything but be tall and shoot threes kind of. I don't want Dragon Bender on my team. I don't care that he's has a lot of potential. He's 7 foot 1 and can do a bunch of stuff for you. He actually doesn't do anything for you. That's the thing. He, he does nothing good for you. He's an okay three-point shooter, but if you can't do anything else on the floor if you don't play defense and if you don't rebound that well then you're really just like a tall, average... You're just a tall shooting guard who can't really shoot. So I don't want Dragon Bender on this team. <laughs> um, the guy's 20 years old, let's keep in mind. I'm, you know, I am... Pretty I young. I don't care. His life... You don't care. The book of He's his life, his career is it, over. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> Put him in a body bag. You're done, Dragon. Um, yeah, man, I don't think this... Again, going to come back to bite me. I don't think this Jeremy Lin deal is going to happen. Just because like, there's too many... like. Okay, another example. A team could sign Marcus Smart. They could offer him $10 million for three years. They could say, we, we want you, Marcus Smart, to be on our team. Wouldn't you rather have that than another one year of Jeremy Lin, who you don't know is healthy? There's like a bunch of – there's a, a couple of decent guards. I shouldn't say a bunch. That guy you could have for veterans minimum or like average mid-level deals compared to Jeremy Lin, who you don't know is going to be healthy. I just don't know which team is going to want Lynn. The only reason why a team would want Lynn is that they got some intel from the Nets that he is healthy. And I don't know why you trust the Nets. Or that you kind of want that, that fan base. Unfortunately, I mean, like I'll say it, but like you want the fan base to follow. You know who is an interesting name that, um, I mean, has always been a person that I've never just added to my fantasy team, but has always sort of been there to be had. I love when you reference your fantasy team. It makes me so happy. Is, is Alex Lynn, um, who would also be a, a solid contributor to the dynamic losing we're, we're hoping to do. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I don't know what it would cost you to get him. I'm assuming a bit more than some of the other names that we threw out. Well, like, um, Nerlens Noel signed for the minimum, and I would put Len in basically the Nerlens camp, right? Yeah. Like just a just an interesting project big who's maybe not that good at basketball. Um, but I'd rather have Alex Len than like Jared Solinger. Right? Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that Solinger could play the four, but Solinger wants on this team so freaking bad. And Every, I kinda, his and I his agent that. is spamming Nets Daily with <laughs> with posts and content. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. Like you know, you want guys who want to be on this team who are like working super hard. It's like remember how we got I mean, I got excited when Anthony Bennett like worked out with the team when he didn't have a contract. And I was thinking, man, maybe this guy like he gets it now, and he's going to turn it around, and it didn't happen. But, like, Jared Solinger is busting his ass to try to get signed by the Nets or someone. Um, just like I he's, don't, at least, he's at least making it appear like he's busting his ass. That's for sure. What I would love is if, like, the Nets could swing a trade with the Celtics where they get, like, Yabusele and Ojale. Yabusele, the French Draymond, and Ojale. Uh, you know, who who had decent minutes for them. Like, if they could figure out some way to scoop up some of those young prospects on the Celtics that won't, like, be on the team next year because or because they're just going to have so many draft picks coming their way still. Like, you mean, like, let's let's try to dig and see if they can, like, flip a veteran, Damari or someone else, for, like, a couple of those young guys on the Celtics who just won't, who have, like, no chance to actually play basketball for the team. Um but I don't know. Uh, real quick, I had one other thing. Oh, we should talk about Brooke Lopez. We should pour one out for Brooke. Um, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he got something going. I was worried about him for a second there. You know, people had wanted him to be back with the Nets on some level. Uh, but he signed, like, partly a mid-level exception deal, like $3 million a year with mm-hmm. the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, good for him. That's a great signing for the Bucks. Um it's funny that he's going to Jason Kidd's former team. It is, it's kind of, uh, not sad. It's just like, there's been like a lot of Nets bucks crossover over the past few years with Joe Prunty taking over the team too. And, uh, Kilpatrick was on the team at one point. Um, so the bucks are basically like the Nets minor league affiliate. So congratulations mm. guys. Um, do you want to talk at all about the Jerry and Grant trade? What for uh, the Moscow for, for your boy Moscow? Well, like I don't know if you saw Matt Parker's tweet. Matt Parker, friend of the show, had a very good point. Was that we thought that Mozgov's contract was untradeable, and it's been traded twice already in the past three weeks or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's great for him. Uh, he's going from having to pay taxes in New York City to paying taxes in Florida. Mozgov has kids that seem to like to go to the amusement park from what I can find from his Instagram feed. <laughs> uh, that's not creepy. Um, that's deep dive journalist stuff right there. Watch out, people. Dude, you know that I'm all, I, again, all over these people's Instagram. Mozgov is currently at something in Russia called the KFC battle, Brian. Uh, nice. KFC, the fast food, the fried chicken king. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. It sounds good, though. No, but like you could hear KFC battle in Russia, and you would think maybe that's like some Russian Confederate, you know, football, whatever association. I don't know what KFC would stand for, but it's literally like the KFC battle is 
the fried chicken establishment. Um, you know what I had in North Carolina that I never really, really actually had before was like barbecue, proper barbecue. Like there's been places I've gone to up here, you know, in Brooklyn and it's like $25 a plate. I'm like, this is fine. You know, I'm not blown away by it. And the thing is barbecue elsewhere, it's also fine. It's just like $8 a plate. And I was like, oh, this is, this is dope. I get it. This is the way it's supposed to be. (laughs) And it's, it's kind of ubiquitous down there. Like every place has some take on barbecue. And not that it's like, again, like you're saying, it's not like $25. It's like a average man's take on barbecue here's a little bit of different flavor it's, for you it's almost more than you can eat for eight dollars and there's like a you know a wide variety of interesting sides and stuff it's great it's i totally get it None i was of having a healthy. hard time with it beforehand you know you know it's funny so i'm i'm here home alone back in the compound in new york city mm. and sam my wife hashtag my wife and <laughs> my son uh are up in upstate new york That's still. my son my son and <laughs> It's so sad. This is so sad. So, like, it's he's a month old, okay? And, you know, the the first month, like, you're really adjusting to having a kid and, like, trying to figure out, like, what I'm supposed to do. And, like, your free time, that's why we haven't been potting as much. I'm sorry, fans. Um, your free time is, like, that doesn't exist as much. Um, so this is, like, my first time away from my son. What did I do today, Brian? Where do you think I ate... That my I had the world is my oyster. I live in Manhattan, the the the, the food capital of the world. Where do I, I go? Where does Papaya pa- pa- Dog? I don't know. Where'd you go? Barely a step above Papaya Dog, Boston Market. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know that that is a step above. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> that might be. It's lateral at best. Oh my god! And I go and I love Boston Market. So and anyone who likes Boston Market, this is trust me. I mean, I was there. I'm I'm a fan. I am. In Boston Market, but I'm in Boston Market, you know, sunless, wifeless, sitting there listening to a podcast by mm. myself eating food there because I was like, <laughs> I got because in my head, I was like, if I just take this back to my apartment, I'm, I'm losing. I need to eat out. I need to savor this experience. Mm. Um, and then I just sat there and like ate as fast as I could because I felt just incredibly awkward and did not want to be there anymore. Um, mm. But love you, Boston Market. Please sponsor the show. I get, you, I mean, get you couldn't have dark. chosen a sadder place to go. That was your, <laughs> that's, that's like, I mean, because that's like a divorced guy's like hangout. You know? <laughs> that's, you just went to like divorced guy central. Well, just like go to a, a, a Monday matinee and like, <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to, I probably actually tomorrow I will go see a movie. Uh, by yeah. myself, which is another Dude. favorite thing of mine to do. But what like, are you see, see? hereditary? Not, not, no, oh no, 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 no. I'm so you don't, stuff. I, I don't mess with scary movies. I did just watch Justice League, which is on HBO now. Uh, that is a horrible film. Dude, I finally got around to watching that last Star Wars movie. <laughs> not, your, not Solo, the actual one. Yeah, yeah give, give me your take. What's the Brian? Uh, so I noticed everyone's taking a big dump on him, and I I preferred enormously to the one before at this. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, it at least adds something new. You know, we got some new dimensions to the force going on with like some. You can project a version of like a, you know, a, a whatever like fake version of you out into the world. Like that's some new powers. You know, I'm excited by that. You can fly in space if you're if you get shot out of a. <laughs> 
in the spaceship. You come know? back from the dead and pull yourself into an airlock. It's amazing. Insane. The, the only thing, I think it was really easy for people to take a dump on the casino world thing. And that makes a lot of sense to me because that was pretty cheesy. And uh, yes. it reminded people of Jar Jar Binks for obvious reasons. Um, and I get it, you know, whatever. But, like, that's a, that's a forgivable blunder. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think- it's so... If like if they just recut the movie and took that whole thing out, it would make me feel a whole lot better. <laughs> but like that's why I like I've actually watched The Last Jedi a couple of times. It's actually on Netflix now. Is that where you watched it? Of course. Um, <laughs> phenomenal that it's on Netflix already. Uh, it's way better. I mean, The Force Awakens. I I will never watch again for the rest of my life, and I'm super worried that because J.J. Abrams is directing the next one, number nine, that it's just going to be, it's going to be Return of the Jedi, but worse. And it's going to be incredibly disappointing. I know it's going to be disappointing. I actually saw Solo and I was fine with it. I don't think it's as here's, bad as everyone says, but here's me. what the Star Wars franchise is getting wrong. Let me just, I can put this out. I can put it. It's really, it's really a, it's a two cents thing. Well, maybe more, but here's here back in the seventies and eighties when they're making this, you didn't need a whole lot more, of dramatic conceit than it was like that's my dad oh my god it's my dad that's you know that was that was enough for people then (laughs) now the it's my dad meme is out there like you can't kill your dad but it's my dad like we we've seen this a little bit too much and specifically in this um whatever universe that seems to be like the only thing motivating anyone to do anything was like but it's my son or my dad or my sister like it's just a family (laughs) You know, a family member of some arbitrary, you know, intimate connection. Like we have to do something. Um, that's a that's a bad dramatic conceit. You know, that's like a it's just like a lazy. It's a, it's a little lazy. Well, like and like so. I liked Rogue One. You liked Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One is the only good, maybe the only actually good Star Wars movie ever. And I'm including the original trilogy. Dude, in that. Empire. Okay, stop. Let's just stop. Okay, you, you're yeah. just saying things to say things. Okay, I, you apologize. These are hot takes, dude. But we got a podcast. But here. like, it was it was completely useless to make Jin Erso um, like her father had to be a figure. Like, couldn't she just have been just just a badass chick who was like a rogue person, but then got lumped into this rebel group and decided like, yeah, she's going to do something good with her life. Like, wh- I understand that her father and like she was the only one that could understand what her father wanted and what file her name would be under or some bull Mm -hmm. crap like that. But like, like that was too far for me. I get like the Skywalker saga. Yes. Okay. About family. Fine. This new saga, like, uh, we still don't really actually know, uh, what, uh, what's her name? The main girl, what her parents are, even though they said it's like some junk people, but like, it's it's still about people trying to kill their family members or not or not be killed by the family. It's that's it's um it's a movie about patricide. <laughs> and also, um, um, what's it when a brother and sister fall in love? Oh, um, uh, what's that? <laughs> you know I said fall in love. Like I I backed off. <laughs> but we know Luke and Leia. Oh my gosh, why can neither of us think of this really obvious, oh my lord, people Uh, are at home are screaming. Anyways, if they're still listening to this, this is not a a Star Wars podcast. What are we doing? I apologize. Oh, so, okay, about the Nets. Okay, a couple of things to look forward to. Okay, so we now know Dwight's buyout real quick. $10 million left in space. The Nets have that to use either right now 
or in a trade somewhere down the road, either this offseason or this season. Um, Jeremy Lin trade still hovering over. Don't know what's going on with that. Uh, it looks like the team is still hanging out, and they're all happy, and we love it. Uh, and we will be watching Kyrie KD 2019. I will keep pounding the pavement. I will find. I will get sources, and I'll find out whether it's going to happen. I do that all for you. Mike's a DC guy, so he knows KD's people. I grew up very close to where KD grew up, about 45 minutes away. We yeah. we were best friends. We played basketball against each other. Probably pretty close in age. How old is Kevin Durant now? He's probably yeah. He's probably about he's a couple years younger than us, right? A little bit younger than us. Um, Gotta look. All right, Brian. Oh, Take yeah. us out, Mike. Thank you for listening. Nets Daily. Tw- we'll come 29. It's 29. It's just a year younger than us. Perfect. Uh, we will <laughs> be back as soon as possible. If a big thing happens, we will be in your ears ASAP. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and we appreciate your patronage. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Oh, God, that was terrible. Have, have a good day. Mike, take us out. Have a great egg. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>